All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Split Screen Podcast. I am Jacob Carroll. And I'm Jack Updike. And today we have with us Jacob Rice, a.k.a. King69Kyle. And uh, he is a streamer, and he's going to talk a little bit about the Call of Duty Championship that just happened today. So, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, just to start by myself, I'm uh, King69Kyle. I'm 19 years old. A little bit of streaming here and there, a lot of gaming. Been gaming since I was a little lad, about you know seven, eight years old. But we got a lot of Call of Duty to break down, a lot of good shit going on, and I'm glad that I could talk about it here for you guys today. All right, so so this past weekend, the was this the World Championship? Yes, this was the World Championship for Call of Duty Vanguard. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, first we can go over the teams. So first seed coming into the tournament, we had Atlanta Face looking consistent throughout the year. Nobody doubts them ever. They always can win a chip. You always got to count them in for the running. And then in the two seed, we had Optic Texas, who also won their tournament, their home tournament. They were looking good. They had a very stacked roster. Dealt with some. Uh, injuries with Illy and some subs, so that was, it's been a mix of year for Optic, but everyone always knows Optic can win. Optic wins, they do it every year, they always find their piece of the cake. And then going down, we've got uh, New York Subliners qualified in the last position, barely snuck in at the last major, placed top two. Made They're it. your favorite team, right? Yes, New York is my team. So we got Crim6, Hydra, Bollex and Kismet. So this roster was kind of... New York had the most roster changes by far throughout the year, but they're the only ones that could really make roster changes like that work. Normally, if a team's changing a lot, changing a lot, there's something internally going wrong, and they can never really figure it out. But with New York, they... I don't know, they found the balance. They had a superstar in Hydra who just... You put him on a team, you're going to have a good team no matter what. He's just one of the most mechanically talented players i've ever seen in my life so was their got... entire roster completely new this year oh uh, no so they started with crim six hydra clayster and neptune and i had very high hopes for this roster neptune he's a unit as well so like neptune and hydra is a sub duo it was good and then you had crim and clay who have like a 80 percent win percentage in their history as teaming together which is unheard of no there's never been a better duo in, in cod history but then the start of the year was horrible they were getting smoked nobody knew what was going on like you have the best players it looks on paper like a good roster but then you start off the year and things just aren't unfolding the way you want them to so they ended up making a few roster changes landed with this final roster after a while and started to look really good and high hopes they were the number they were like the spotlight team of like oh my god like they could win this they could really do this they look really good and then for the other rosters toronto ultra always consistent as well they can't count them out seattle surge is like the most inconsistent team but they when they are good they are good they are lights out and they turn up for champs for sure london royal ravens pretty bottom of the barrel team but they can win matches nobody really want, expected them to win they were the first team out so yeah let's look at uh, so winners round. So phase 
when you were talking about them being like not to count them out. Um, so this year, are they good? Yes. Are they average or they're good? So yeah, they've have the highest placing. They came in with the number one seed, so they had the most points gathered up throughout the year, best seeding points, and right. they stayed with the same roster. They were world champions last year, kept their roster, looked really good, consistent, placing top two almost every single tournament they were in the finals it was it was pretty good to see but they just weren't winning like they should i guess they couldn't close out the series they didn't look as strong this year as last year but they did look good yeah i love i love watching the cdl but i i can only really watch it when i enjoy the call of duty that's out like this year i've watched a few episodes but i'm not gonna lie and say that i've been following it heavy just because I didn't enjoy Vanguard, but back during Modern Warfare, I watched it like every time it was on. I was watching, so yeah, it's Modern Warfare was a very good game. Right. Yeah, this is the uh, the first time in quite a while that I didn't buy the Call of Duty, and um, I can't lie, I haven't heard too much about it. I don't know how good it was. I mean, all I've heard was about this tournament. That's about it. So. But um, so going into the tournament, did you have any like predictions? Like, who did you think was gonna win? Who did you think was there any teams that didn't qualify for the tournament that you thought was for sure going to? Uh, Florida looked like they had their spot clinched, but as soon as they fell out of major four, I knew that New York had a chance to take their spot, and they barely snuck in. Had to they, they were like forty CDL points behind, which is a big gap. So they had to place top two just to qualify for champs, and they took second. Which was pretty nice. So are they, um, New York? Are they like, not one of like the, like you know every every esport has their like teams that always dominate. Are they like up there with them, New York, or are they, kind of like a middle area team, or? Um. Yeah, New York's like, they're definitely an upper end team. But okay. It's hard with Call of Duty because the competition runs very, very deep. There's no team that's can that just loses every map. Uh, Paris okay. was pretty bad, but <laughs> yeah, Rocket League. There's some dominators. Yeah. Right. Uh, right now, uh, like uh, last year, the year before, Phase they were initially the the peeps, and then they made this huge. It was actually uh like so mid tournament. Uh, there had been like people talking about, hey, I think FaZe is kind of looking into getting into the Rocket League uh, stage and stuff, but nobody really saw it coming really, like even re- like soon at the time. And then mid-tournament, it's I think it's the Peeps versus I believe NRG. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think it was NRG. And all of a sudden, as they're announcing, they're saying like, oh, it's Peeps are coming on right now, blah 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 enters the map and at the top it still says the peeps and then it just flips and says phase clan and everybody was just freaking out in chat like so then all of a sudden phase was suddenly in rocket league I believe they lost that game their uh yeah. debut game that's tough dude <laughs> but it was it was a huge entrance and they've they've had some roster changes but they have i believe aj's been in there since day one since he's he on the peeps yeah. Gyro I, yeah. isn't there anymore. And Illusion um, was the third. He's not there anymore either. Yeah, I believe no. now they have First Killer and... Uh, is it... I, I have no idea. I'm not going to I'm not sure. Who, I can't remember who their third is. But, um, yeah, like right now, like, who's who's the leaders right now? FaZe, NRG, G2. It's 
space um, station is usually pretty consistent. I believe they're in the wild card though this round. Yeah, I'm not too sure on that to be honest. I haven't really been looking at the bracket. I did watch a few games, but uh, I still need to catch up on that a little bit. Yeah, the dominators are really like G two phase. Usually space station, not right now, and then NRG. Yeah. It seems like FaZe has been dominating in most esports. Yeah, well, everybody wants to be on FaZe is the thing. Right, FaZe is a very high up team. So um, something that I've kind of wondered about recently is, uh, is there salary caps in these esports teams? Like, can all teams only pay a specific amount of money? Because in other sports, like, each team can only spend so much money, and that keeps it from one team buying out the entire because there's different different teams have different amounts of income. So, like, right now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've got Tom Brady. They're having mad jersey sales. They're a big city, so they're selling a lot of tickets. Um, but the Washington Commanders right now, they're from D.C. I mean, nobody – it's, it's a district. It's not even a state. Right. Like, it's like a city. So, it's, it's different teams have different incomes. So – they spread it out so every team can only spend so much money. So I'm wondering in this, like, obviously FaZe has a lot more money than, say, somebody like the Renegades, right? Right. So I wonder how they, um, how they regulate that. Because if uh, FaZe has I'm all the money, sure. they, can, they can buy the top three or four players and dominate in everything. And I'm, I'm not sure how they keep that from happening between different teams who have different incomes. Yeah, I think franchising would come into that a little bit. I'm not sure if the Rocket League comps no, is franchised. No. I know um, Overwatch is franchised, Call of Duty is franchised. So that came into, that changed the entire thing. It makes it more of a real thing. Before it was just kind of right. like a testing it out. And like once it's proven, it's franchised. Like it's not going anywhere. And they, more rules come into play. Orgs, they have minimum contracts, I know, in the Call of Duty League. So, like, a sub has to be getting paid at least, like, $55,000 salary. Oh, wow. And, like, that's, that's the minimum. And that's the bare minimum. Some players, Jimbo for Paris Legion, is getting paid a bare minimum salary. And he's on the starting roster. It wow. is just horrible to see. So, do you know... Sorry, do you know if there's a maximum? Or... I don't think that there's a max. Some players are making easily a million year without tournament winnings just wow because of their between their twitch chat their side revenue their salaries like promotions and uh, sponsorships through their orgs all of this stuff and if you're with a big org especially more eyes on you the more you're getting paid from advertisers right and those things can just add up for sure the names definitely help for sure like FaZe even. FaZe doesn't have like the biggest names on their team, but their name is FaZe, so it doesn't matter. Right, like, exactly. they, they have good yeah. players. Yeah, that's actually another thing I was going to ask you. Um, So I don't know a whole lot. Of, I've never really been into um professional Call of Duty like I have been with other esports. But um, like who are like the big names of Call of Duty esports? Because I know like um in Rocket League right now, Justin is like one of the biggest names everyone knows justin even if you don't play the game so like who is that for call of duty oh uh, you gotta go with the king scum um he's been gaming since 16 competing is... black ops 2 are you, is, still... you talking about optic scum 
Yeah, he's still on he, Optic. Is he still on so, Optic? Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's That's still awesome. one of the best players in the game. It's unbelievable. I didn't know he he's still played. Amazing. Yeah, yeah so I guess, I guess what kind of tosses in with, uh, like, salary cap or whatever. Um, I feel like it'd be a lot harder as a smaller team to pick up the big names because even if FaZe was a losing team somewhere or G2 or something like that, I feel like I, as somebody who maybe is a player, I feel like I would be drawn more towards FaZe just because they're the big name and they could get me more followers, more money. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's usually how it works. And I feel like that is another thing that makes it hard for other teams to rise up in the ranks because everybody wants to play for FaZe, you know? There's still so many players, though. and Right. All these but that's games what I'm are so microsecond, especially Call of Duty. Like, anyone could win any match at any given time. They just get a, a good... 10 lucky timings in a row and the map's over. Right, all yeah. It, all it takes. But like what I was saying is I feel like that's another thing with if FaZe has all the fame, all the money, they could easily um, monopoly. Like they could have a, they have, could have a monopoly within esports. I don't think so, honestly. Because there's, no? it's more the players, like your um, roster is limited. For sure. You can't just have all the players on your right. roster. And there's enough good talent and the talent pool is way deeper than you think. Much, much, much yeah. deeper than you think on all of these games. So it's not really... Even if you pick, like, what you think are the best four players, who knows if they're even going to work together. Like, mm -hmm. right. it's all trial and error. Nobody has the system figured out. It's Also, I'm sure there's some, there's some loyalty involved because, I mean, I'm sure if FaZe offered uh, Skump a huge deal, like, an insane amount of money, I'm sure he'd still stay with Optic. He's been with oh, them yeah. since I found out who he was, like, six seven years ago yeah that's Optic another thing is team for cob yeah loyalty with in esports is another thing that i've been kind of looking at and it's a lot different than uh your normal um real life sports teams because like there's a lot of players who will play their entire life for a team their entire career and i feel like in esports you see a lot more roster changes than in actual real life sports yeah, so I'm, sure. I'm, I feel like um, maybe in the future we'll see more loyalty come into play as time goes on. Because obviously you look at somebody like Optic's company, you're like, that's incredible. He's been, on, he's been with Optic forever. And I feel like in the future we could see that start to come into play where uh, players decide, I want to stick it with this team, even though this other team is trying to offer me. Yeah, you know I mean... what else? Sorry for cutting you off there, but mm -hmm. um, that could also be with uh, esports. It's a lot smaller teams. Like you know, it's only like mm -hmm. four or five people, whereas like in NFL they have, I I don't even know how many yeah, people. Fifty four, fifty four man rosters on there. Right. So they could be trading as well too. It's just not the big names, which mm -hmm. in in these games you kind of you only have the few people on your team. Right. And um, like in those sports, you you'll see people signing six-year eight-year ten-year contracts right, with a team true. so they're kind of forced to stay with teams longer where i'm sure in this it's a lot shorter live mm -hmm. um contract wise because you may only want to sign somebody for a year because like nfl the game doesn't really change nba the game doesn't really change but when you're in call of duty you've got 
different maps rolling around every single year, different guns it's a rolling different around. Different Call of Duty every year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Completely. Yeah, so different players are going to be better in different games. Um, so I feel like that is kind of big. And like games like Valorant or um, Siege, you've got different operators constantly rolling in, and then all of a sudden somebody could come in with this new yeah. operator, and they're crazy with them. And that could completely change a team because this operator's good. We want this guy on our team because he's great with that new operator. So, right. Um. Anyways, before what were you gonna say before I cut you off, Kyle? Not too sure, but we kind of got sidetracked from the we we did a little bit. All right. So back to that. Um. Yeah. I believe the last thing we talked about was your predictions. Yes. So there was no clear cut winner. I don't think nobody. Every prediction that you saw was different, and nobody was right. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was just a mess, honestly. The way LA Thieves came in and just... They had a 3-2 game five against Boston Breach. So that was, wasn't that hard of a start, but then going to the Optic match, the first map, it, the score was like 250 to 58. It was a blowout. Optic didn't stand a chance, and they were already getting up and screaming, and then shut them out with the 3-0, didn't let up a map, and it was just... The momentum was in their hands for sure. Then oh. going up a phase, they just look so strong. Does that happen often, where the the score ends up being like two hundred? Uh, what is it, it goes to two hundred fifty? Yeah, two hundred fifty. Right. So <clears throat> two hundred and fifty to like fifty eight. Does that ever like? Is that like insanely rare or? Yeah. So like, it's getting hundred point clubbed is like you just got shit on. Like if you score less than a hundred points, you just got absolutely blown out of the water. Like you rarely see a hundred point club. And the fact that 58 points were scored by Optic, like, you just, they, like, uh, that's so typical. Like, they got put into the blender. They couldn't do anything. And Optic's so not necessarily a bad team, are they? No, no, they're a great team. They ended yeah. up placing top four. So okay, in wow. Call of Duty, are you, uh, are you constantly seeing different teams climb the ranks between different games? Because obviously there's so many changes each year. So maybe one team who isn't as good all of a sudden comes into the top three top five just because they know how to play this new call of duty better you see um, that often with franchising being new uh the teams are still switching around so there's there was 12 teams at the start there's still 12 teams but optic bought envy so now it's optic texas instead of chicago i think they were optic chicago so they went to texas instead and then Boston filled the envy gap, so now Boston breaches the team. So things are just switching. Rosters completely flipped. Like when the whole like league just resets, minus like two teams, it just it's you're watching a different game every year. It's so different. It's Is G two in Uncalled yet? No, they are not. No. Oh, they might be, but under one of these names, mm. like New York Subliners, okay. London Royal Ravens, Toronto Ultra, they're all owned by orgs, but they're yeah. under franchise city names. And what about NRG? Are they in on COD? Uh, yeah, they own... They might own New York, but don't okay. quote me on that. Yeah, I was just wondering, because those are like some of the top teams within. Yeah, and then the people that own Boston Breach, I've never heard of in my life. I forgot who they were, but... So is that where those city names come into play with the franchising? Yeah, so they all have to like buy rights to these names and like their com actual companies and like it's just layers of professionalism being put in with franchising. Right, yeah, because in Rocket League, you just kind of have teams. Um, 
Like I'm looking right now and there's not really any city names besides the Orlando Pirates. Right. There, Other there than that, it's isn't. just there's G2 also the phase. There's the Kansas City Pioneers, I believe, right? In Rocket League. But besides I that, none of the other teams have city but... names with them. Yeah, but like even even in the seeding, like for the bracket, it just says Pioneers. Oh really? The only, the only team that has a real name is the Orlando Pirates. Um there's the Senbei Strikers, which I believe is another one. And the Gaiman Gladiators. I believe those are both Asia teams. Okay. So what exactly does that change when they start franchising and going under a city name? Um well it, it just it's more of like a think about the NFL, like the New York Jets. Like it just puts a city behind it. Right. Okay. Adds more of a reason That's... to be a fan. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, I see now. Like you know, you may not you might not watch Call of Duty, but you see the Seattle Surge is playing, and you're from Seattle, and you like gaming, so you're like, oh, I'll watch them. Okay. Just, it's kind of like that. I'm sure there's more to it, and uh, they all host their tournaments in their uh, home cities as well. Okay. Like so each our... team, there's eight tournaments. No, there's four tournaments a year hosted by different teams. Okay. So are you a Subliners fan because they're from New York, or? No, I like Clayster. Clayster is. I've just kind of followed him from team to team for the past few years. He's he was really good. He has three rings. That name so does sound familiar. Clayster. He played on yeah. Optic. He did play on Phase at one point. I remember uh, watching him. NV. He's played on all the good teams. He's been on some great rosters. Won some big things. And Crimsix. Crimsix was on New York too. Ian Porter Crim. That dude is an asshole. It's hilarious. He's like the most cocky. Funny douchebag. I I wish I could describe him. Right. So what, what, what we went off. Like everybody hates him at the same time. What we what we talked about in the last episode is there um a lot of trash talk in COD. Uh, within the tournaments and teams, is there rivals because of um poor feelings to each other? There's storylines for sure. Like thieves versus optic. The fact that Envoy was on optic, they dropped him for. Shotzi and Illy and they got rid of Formal and Envoy for Shotzi and Illy which is a trade honestly Shotzi and Illy are disgusting so Envoy ends up on this LA Thieves roster with Octane the human turret this guy has not won a chip yet this is his first chip and he's literally been known as like the best player in the game for like the past few years or at least up there like BO4 he was so good him and Kenny, who just won on LA Thieves, were on LA Thieves in World War II when it was 100 Thieves, not LA Thieves. And they took second at Worlds. That was the closest he's come. And then Octane has been on the worst rosters in dead last on Seattle Surge for the past two years, and it's so sad to see. So I mean, do players do players uh, like have off years due to new Call of Duties coming out with mechanics they're not as good at? Yeah, for sure. Some players just lose it some years like it's yeah. just bad right so i could see like if all of a sudden there's a new mechanic coming in different players can be better than others so mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure there's some that are come back every year with the same skill but yeah. i could also see with the constant changes that's something that's super interesting with call of duty compared to most games within the esports is like all of the all the players are constantly having to um get used to new new play styles every single year like rocket league for the past four or five years there's been new mechanics discovered and used but 
it's the same game like right yeah so who is um what's the current roster for the thieves uh it is octane kenny draza and who's their fourth envoy octane kenny draza envoy yeah okay and um is there like one player that stands out above the rest or are they no, all not pretty... really they're all good. Octane and Kenny are both very, very good. They've been known throughout the scene. Envoy kind of came up pretty short ago, but he was on Optics roster. He's he's really good. He's the guy that's on the flank. He's an SMG player. And Draza, he's also he was kind of the question mark, but he is so good. He's like one of the mechanical players who kind of just makes dumb plays sometimes, but he's just gross and it makes it work. And so that's like something you always want on your team, but it can make you inconsistent. So in Vanguard, are the are the weapons balanced? Like, do you see a big pool when you're going to a tournament? When they're going no. into uh, tournament games, or is it just like everybody's using the same gun? Because I remember in World War, uh not World War, um, Modern Warfare One, the well, remastered, um, yeah. everybody was using MP5, MP5 same attachments, M4. MP5, yeah, uh, occasionally M4, but no, well, I feel yeah, like... they would have MP M4s at least one M4 every game. Really? They would never run four subs. That's just dumb. But I what feel is like the, I saw that. But what is the gun wrong. for uh, Vanguard that everyone's using? Uh, Automaton and MP40. So there's ARs and subs. And okay. the Flex usually just runs an AR or a sub. These flips. Okay. So they have a main AR, two subs, and a Flex. That's usually every roster. And sometimes you'll three, see three Automatons out on a bigger map. Sometimes you'll see three MP40s on like a bokage where they're just running at each other on this tiny-ass map. Yeah, I remember back when the game came out, the automaton was crazy. So yeah, funny to see that it's still the top. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't move. Like aiming in COD is so easy compared to what it used to be. Like you with the automaton, you just put fifteen attachments on it and it doesn't move. You just point it. Right. No recoil. No side to side. Just... The new game that's coming out, I feel like, could get super interesting with the yeah. customizations. I like the customization. So so, so many options. The new game, the Modern Warfare 2? Yeah. When is that uh, supposed to drop? November 4th? 3rd, 4th? Somewhere around there, early November. Okay, okay, that, that should be interesting. Um, I'm excited for it, because me and Kyle used to run Modern Warfare. Like, yeah, we were during quarantine. Time. During quarantine, that's actually where he started with it, because we had uh, Modern Warfare Trolls. Yeah, that was so much fun. We, we were just like, like we gotta so we gotta set up a TikTok, and we weren't like trolls, like we weren't being dicks, but we would just go around and hit trick shots and cross maps and just try to hit funny clips. Yeah, ninja diffuses. We got so yeah, many ninja diffuses. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. They never got bad. loved though. No, they didn't. It was always the like, cross maps got good love, and then just the funny moments did. Yeah, too. any any little edit we did usually did good because it was good clips usually you just had to find some way to make it a little more interesting than just right. gameplay right yeah um yeah if you go deep on kyle's tiktok you'll see some of those yeah they're still posted for sure i definitely deleted some of my old clips for whatever reason i should have just left them up but there's yeah. one where i had a shotgun out and just popped like eight kills in a row just spawn trapping kids with a shotgun 
that was our first one to blow up wasn't it yeah because people were just in the comments just dropping hate after hate after hate it was hilarious because it was like the first time you pulled out a shotgun in so long because you were just like this thing's broken i want to try it out and you just ran through their team yeah it was bad that was hilarious yeah that was those clips were awesome because it was all during quarantine so we just played for like 13 14 hours a day we'd wake up text each other let's hop on like what 10 11 a.m and we had no school no work we were stuck in our houses we couldn't leave so we're just like i mean call of duty was all we had at that time so we would just hop on and run either warzone or search and destroy for till 3 a.m 4 a.m every night we used to go so hard like we had all our lineups for the cross map throwing knives we just hit it off spawn no and another multiple every night Another thing that was awesome was we would always go into game chat and we would just talk to the funniest people. Like we would, we would hop on and everybody's in quarantine. So these game chats are popping. So like, it was like old school BO2, Modern Warfare 2, like those kind of chats where nine out of 10 people had their mics on in game. And it was just, it was so much fun. So you talked to so many different people. We met a few people who we played with after. But I remember that was the first game that I got the completion camo on was I got Damascus on Modern Warfare. Really? And that was that was a ridiculous grind. I've never never grinded a game. I've I don't that, think I that I'm takes not, a lot. I'm not sure I will ever grind a game like that again. Like I would I was going like just nonstop. I, I was there was times when I was getting th- two, three guns gold a day. Wow. From start to end. Yeah. And really then rough. The double weapon XP weekends would roll in because that game was so hard. Because you, in order to get the completion camo, you had to get your gun to almost max level to be able to make it usable in different situations. So, like a double XP weekend would run through, and I would just get 10, 11, 12 guns max. So then that week I could work on getting those guns gold. Yeah, that was the rough part because to unlock. Like you couldn't even unlock the camos until you got the gun all the way to max level. Then you could start doing the challenges for like the last camos. So it was always yeah. brutal. Yeah, it so was... There was. There was efficient ways to do it. We got pretty good. I got close, yeah. but then just never finished it. Can be finished it without me. I can't remember what I was doing, but I have a lot of platinum guns. No Damascus. Yeah, that Dang. that was the worst thing. Um, out of the entire entire uh, weapon pool was the launchers yeah because you had to like destroy like 150 support kill streaks so you just have to sit in the back of the map and just kill them destroy 50 attack or 100 attack helicopters or whatever it was it was brutal yeah and if you didn't have missile lock you had trying to shoot uavs out the sky with yeah (laughs) yeah and like the rpg is just complete rng (laughs) just where it would go it was actually stupid what they put us through just to get camos on that game. Unbelievable. And there was, there was some there was some that the RPG couldn't even one shot, so I'd have to like get lucky enough to hit an attack helicopter two, three times. And it was brutal. Like just so frustrating. I remember I would I would just sit there sometimes and just stare at the screen, just wondering how I'm gonna get it done. It was it was it was hard. Yeah, that must I heard some people it took years to finish that kind of stuff. But um anyways, back to uh, um the tournament here. Um so I know you were talking about uh your shotgun clip or whatever 
And there's sometimes like broken guns like that in Call of Duty where there's just a shotgun that's so OP. Do those ever come out in tournaments? Like not even just this one, but in the past? No, so they have this thing called GAs, Gentlemen's Agreements. There's like a group chat of all the players and they decide what is going to be used in competitive play. So they don't just play the game raw. They just they pick and choose what they want in. And they want the bomb to work this way. They want... It's just kind of ridiculous. It's like what? once they started with like... They finally convinced everybody to ban like one gun because it was OP. And then once that first GA went through... It just was a whole thing after every year. There's like 30 GAs and they just changed the whole game to play exactly how they want it. Really? So these GAs, are these uh, like actual bans? Like once they're GAs, is it impossible to even use that gun? Or will you see a team that will just say, all right, we're down 3-0. Let's just run through them with this really crazy gun that although we haven't GA on, we can't risk losing this tournament. No, Did you ever see that? That doesn't happen because GAs go very deep as to like the broken things in the game of like certain head glitches or ga because you're just gonna just like see through the map or like this much of your head's peeking over a block but you can see everything just stuff like that is ga so like okay. if a person pulls out a ga gun the next three teams that they verse are all going to be doing some whack-ass break all the gas and just make it a shit show like nobody wants to deal with that yes. so they just all kind of respect the rules and there there is a band that. system right no, no ban system in this COD. Okay. Oh, really? That's interesting. But that's that's been in effect in past CODs, though, right? Yes. BO3 was, oh, maybe IW. I don't think IW was, actually. I'm pretty sure BO3 was the last pick and ban Call of Duty. Interesting. So that kind of took place of bans as GAs? Yeah. They just kind of all agree. But honest, I miss pick and bans because... It would you'd see different shit because people would ban like a VMP. You got to pull out a CUDA now, right? Or they yeah. ban a CUDA and you can only run VMP. So yeah, it's like something. Are these GAs that. like official to the league, or is it just something between the players? Oh, um, it's it's not through like the league or anything. It's definitely just between the players. Okay, that's uh, interesting. They, they have like a group chat that everybody's in. Yeah, like Rocket, uh, or not Rocket League, like Rainbow. They've got a pretty. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. I guess. Useful band system. I guess is the word. Um, you can. There's pretty. It's pretty typical who gets banned between games, but. Um, like Thatcher, is always a ban. I think we talked about this recently. But yeah, we did. Um, so what I wonder is, do those GAs are the GAs better? than a band system no gas are terrible i do not like them because some games really? are ga snipers oh like the, there's like amos's bugs with smokes and the, if you can't use smokes then they don't want you sniping because you can't smoke across somebody's just gonna hard scope with a sniper right across your head with a good player right and i'm so, sure that can cause some uh some players get annoyed because if one player doesn't agree with the ga that could cause that player to get pretty pissed. Mm -hmm. Or even a team. If an entire team dis may disagree with this GA. Yeah. So the problem with Smokes and Vanguard specifically, this was a huge problem. They ended up just taking Smokes out. But you could just throw Smoke down at your feet. And you can see out of the Smoke everything, but they can't see in. So, like, a Smoke was just covered for you for some reason. Like, it just got messy because, like, you're in a fight. You throw a Smoke down at your feet and just to try to get away. But then you kill the guy while you're in the smoke, and everyone's like, "Oh, you abusing the smokes," and all. So it's just 
They didn't just taking it all of the game. So that's not something GAs, that was intended, right? Yeah, no, no. I can okay. see that getting um. It's just buggy. I can see that getting out of control because if say Phase, or uh, whatever team gets really good with this gun, the entire rest of the league could just GA out that gun, or this strat. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that so... that they could try to like. Or double team or however many against that team to make it unfair for them if they get good with this strat. The GA drama this year was with LA Gorillas who didn't qualify for champs. So Gunless, um, Big P, he ended up having like ulcers or something, he had to sit out for a tournament. He was dealing with health problems and Spart, a guy from Challengers, which is the amateur scene. It's called Challengers now. Um he came in, took his place, and was playing with a Volk, which was... Nobody was really using it. It wasn't banned. Nobody just used it. So he pulls that out, and it's more of like a flex gun. It's like right in between an AR and an SMG, but it's an AR. And he just... They ended up winning the tournament with a sub, and he was using it. And, like, FaZe tried pulling it out. People just tried pulling it out against him, but this kid's been using it in challengers. Like, he's good with it, and they died of it once. They tried pulling it out in the middle of a game, switch it up, and then they ended up just losing it. LAG took the tournament with a substitute player from Challengers and then never won again after it got banned. Yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. I could see them, I could see players getting kind of teamed up on to ruin their strat. Even if nobody else is good with that gun, everybody says, we think that gun's OP just because this guy's good with it. And now yeah. that guy is no longer able to compete the way he used yeah. to. It's kind of disrespectful, too, because they just dismissed this kid's talent completely and said, no, you won because of a broken gun. That's basically what they said by banning it right. after they get the win with it. Like, it wasn't banned. You could have used it, and then you lose to it, and, oh, we're banning it. You won't yeah. get it because of that. Like, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's super problematic. That is another thing that I thought of. Like, in in Siege, for example, like, if you're playing against a team and you know one of the players mains Ash and they're so good with it, you'll ban Ash. Is there target bans i guess with these gas um the gas have to get voted it's like i think like eight out of the 12 teams have to vote for it for anything to pass so there's kind of okay. like a whole system going on so they'll have it's stuff just goes back and forth in these chats and it starts one way and then after all of this it just flips on the other side and then the next week it's back to this and then yeah i it, think it's, it's a whole mess I think bands should definitely go by the match. Yeah. Like Rainbow, it becomes it, it's like less targeted. I feel like if you're if you're playing this guy, you're gonna have to, and he's really good with this operator. You're gonna have to ban that operator. But it's not like that operator is completely banned by every team instantly because you're good with it. Mm -hmm. And there's you can only ban so many operators per game. So if you're banning the operator team. this. If you're if you're banning this guy's main operator that he's good with that you don't want to play against, you're leaving a different operator open for that team to use against you. But with these GAs, it's like there's an unlimited amount of things that could go through to cause another player to get screwed over, mm -hmm. like in the case of what you were just talking about. Okay. One thing I do want to touch on is the the map by map for the finals. So it was right. LA Thieves, 100 Thieves versus Atlanta Phase. 
And so the first map, Tuscan, Tuscan, Berlin, Berlin. So Thieves start up 1-0 in the series. It's first to first to five, like a best of nine series. Right. So they start 1-0 because they went through winner's bracket. And then Tuscan first map, phase takes 250-209. So that was a good close one. Then LA Thieves takes a search 6-4. And then in their previous series where Thieves won, they phase let in two Berlins. Phase is terrible on Berlin, and that's Thieves' best map. They let two Berlins in. And then in finals, they let two Berlins in again. Thieves 3-0 them on the control on Berlin. Next map, 250-71. to 71, Blow them out in the hard point. Wow. And take, the, take it. I just looked at that. So when I saw that, I was like, they got 100-point clubbed in finals last match. Just Thieves are, looked unstoppable this tournament. It's crazy. So was, was Thieves winning like a shock to anyone or was it kind of expected? It was a shock for sure, but like once you saw them playing, they looked good at Major Four, and then once you saw them come out and repeat that, you were like, okay, they they could win this honestly. And in the last map, Kenny had a two point one four KD, thirty and fourteen. Wow. Octane one point seven five. Draws it with a point six nine. That's hilarious. That's wild. He just turned up that map. I kind of need to watch that back for sure. So Kenny popped off. These this uh tournament it was eight teams right, eight teams yep out of the twelve okay. eight qualify, which okay. is kind of um uh controversial in the scene. Not many people like that. Why is that? It's just because I don't they want to see all twelve or yeah Paris the last team in the league. What if they just pop out for champs and take it? <laughs> Anything's possible, right? Like. You're already playing COD for four days. You can squeeze those other four. Or just play for another day, 12 teams. Right. I don't understand why it's a whole thing where you got to make it down to eight teams. I so, feel like seeding should be the thing, obviously. Right, yeah. Which, did they not do that? They do, yeah. But I don't okay. understand why they limit it to eight teams and do seeding. It's just a mess. Okay, yeah. Um, Is there... So what team was like expected to win if uh, Thieves was a shock? Uh, Phaser Optic always go tos. Okay. Optic is just they have such a good roster. Dashy, Scump, Shotzi, and Illy, who are all just so good at the game, and they just work together. Illy and Shotzi won Modern Warfare champs, and then Scump's got his two rings, and Dashy, I don't think he's got a ring, but he's just known as like one of the most mechanically talented ars interesting okay so when you're calling him an ar is he somebody who mains ars yeah he as he plays ar every map another thing i wanted to touch on was um so call of duty is one of like the only like shooter games where you see in the tournaments they use controller instead of keyboard and mouse right so do you know why that is because that that like blew my mind when i found this out it's more of like a culture thing, I believe, because mouse and keyboarders are known as like cheaters in Call of Duty. Like if you mouse and keyboard your way up like the GB ranks and shit, like, like you're cheating basically. You're not actually a Call of Duty player. You're just a mouse and keyboard scrub. Like you're kind of a okay. cheater. Yeah, like Envoy made his way up into the scene. The guy, he literally just won champs. He made his way into the scene as a keyboarder. <laughs> he was a little rat. He was beating pros as mouse and keyboard. And did he play in the tournament on mouse and keyboard? No, no. This was like before he was a professional. But he like okay. made his way up in the scene on mouse and keyboard. He was like known right. as a keyboarder. So he's good and on both? 
It was yeah, impressive yeah. that he could roll right into controller as soon as he got there. Yeah, right. I think he played controller, but dude, Call of Duty is so easy. Like you can just, I don't know, like two bullets to kill somebody and there's no recoil. And it's like where your dot is is where it's going. You're talking about right. keyboard and mouse there? No, in Call of Duty in general, just shooting so easy that when you have a keyboard yeah. and mouse, you can right. kill somebody so fast, especially okay. if you know what you're doing. Yeah, because I like I every once in a while will go back and play Black Ops Three, um, and I always play on controller, even though I have keyboard okay. and mouse. I was gonna say you're a dirty man if you play Bo Three with a mouse and no, keyboard. No, no, that no. was I, the bad I, for mouse and keyboarders. I play on controller, but I I do it more for nostalgia because I used to play that game on Xbox. Gotcha. So that yeah. was that was my favorite Call of Duty of all time. Yeah, that up one was until, a good one to play. That really? one was a very good one. Yeah. So up until up until fan. Modern Warfare though. Modern Warfare, hot take, still my favorite Call of Duty of all time. Really? So, yeah, so I what's the most one I've had? What's your top three then? Top three cards. Um so number one is Modern Warfare remastered, the new one. And that's gonna get a lot of flack, but it's just I had so much fun during quarantine with that and then rolling into Warzone after. Right. Um it was just really good, and I feel like it was game changing bringing into bringing in Warzone because that's such a big game now. Um, number two, Bo3, uh, played a lot of that back when it came out. Um, I remember I was saving up for the game. This was back in when I was in seventh grade. I was saving up for the game, saving up for it, and then release day, my dad got it for me. Like I walked into my room and he had gotten it on disc. It was just right. sitting in my room. And I was like, no way. So I instantly hopped on, played it, and that was just huge. It was it was huge. I loved that game so much. Um the crates in it. Yep. <laughs> yep. The crates in it. Um a lot of people didn't like, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Grinding for the crates in that game was so much fun because you had to get the crypto coins or right, crypto yeah. credits or something they were called. And then you go into the black market and play, and you can roll them. And it was so much fun grinding for that. those and doing challenges for them. You could go in and buy them, but I mean, it was. You earned I remember, them fast. Yeah, you earned them pretty fast. Like every three, four games, I think I believe you were able to get one. Yeah. It wasn't but like then, a like, battle pass system where you run out. Like you can literally just play, right. and then you'll get crypto, which is. No, nice. although some of the guns were a little like pay to win, but if you got lucky, you got free. one. Oh yes, you're right. Yeah, like you're looking at like right. the Marshall 16 dual wield, the NX Shadow Claw dual wield, um, the, the PBSR 50. That was yeah. a good one too. Peacekeeper. Oh, remember yeah, that? Yeah, that yeah. one was pretty hard to play oh, against. HG40. Yeah. Dude, I want to play Bo3 here. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like just if you got lucky enough to pull one of those or like one of the cool melees that didn't have a change in how you play, um, yeah, it was just fun to get those. And even if, like, birthday rolls around, you're able to buy a $25 gift card and roll some of those. I feel like that was fun. So that's that's number two. And then number three is BO2. Um, okay. That was that was a really fun game. Um, I played that a lot when I was super young, playing Michael Myers and Hide and Seek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those Window so Wars fun. on Nuketown. Dodgeball. Like, Dodgeball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so much fun. Going to the backyards. But that that's that's my top three. Um, honorable mention. This is ridiculous, and uh, this is another that I'm gonna catch flag for. Call of Duty Ghosts, but not for I multiplayer. I agree. I agree. Not not for multiplayer though. I didn't enjoy the multiplayer. The campaign. Too much. The campaign. The campaign. It was best, amazing. 
best campaign, in my opinion, in Call of Duty history. I love I feel it. Like that's when they stopped putting time into campaigns. Like that was when they were like at actually the peak of putting. A, they came back though. They came back though. Like uh, Modern Warfare, I think, was the first one that was like, "Holy crap, this is actually a really good campaign." They like now, of every <laughs> year, every year, uh, Phase Jev and a bunch of other uh, creators go in and they'll do playthroughs of the campaign. It'll be like a three or four episode thing. How was Vanguard? Did you try that one? I did it. Yeah. Um. I. I. It was. It was good. It wasn't incredible. But like ghosts. Uh. My favorite mission in that entire thing was where you. Uh. I believe you crash landed or you fell out. You parachuted down into the jungle and you had to. Go through the jungle in like complete stealth mode. Go through the bushes right. and take yeah. people out. And I remember like little. Fourth grade me was like in it like terrified it was right. just so much fun no i definitely that was i think the last campaign i played before until cold war came out i played cold war's campaign which i cold enjoyed War's campaign well. was good it i was really good. modern warfare cold war and vanguard have all had good campaigns like nothing to complain about yeah right. i feel like i have to make like <clears throat> two separate lists for call of duty like top okay. threes like my favorites like play and just enjoyness like ones that i enjoyed the most Probably just, in, not in any order, BO3, MW2, and, I don't know. I'd throw MW on that list, too. I'm going to have yeah. to ask you to put those in a specific order. <laughs> I want to make this hard. I really couldn't, because I just like them all in their separate ways. They're not, like, comparable, like, oranges and apples with Call of Duties each year. They're not the same. That's true. And that's yeah. fair. Competitive-wise... Oh, Cold War was so good. Right. I loved that rank play. I hit Masters, which is like top 2%. I, oh, oh wow. my god, I loved that game. And I, then Modern Warfare is also on there for that. You gotta give that game props for being up there on both. I feel like that's where they really started to pick up recently. That was 5v5 COD. They did 5v5 COD for two years, and it was just a shit show. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Infinite Warfare and uh, no, they did. Well, no, World War Two was definitely so. Infinite Warfare and Modern Warfare were both five v five. Okay. Yeah. And it was, so, it was just, as you can imagine, what were your top three for competitive? Um, Modern Warfare, Remastered one, uh, Cold War, probably Ghosts. Ghosts, okay. Ghosts gotta go on there. That was a very good competitive COD. I'd say my top three. Um, third place, I'm gonna go with BO3. Just because I still play that. It's so fun. Especially the yeah, zombies. I still play zombies on that all the time. BO3 um, zombies, in my opinion, is best of all time. I love it, that zombies. It's definitely I'm a BO1 guy. Uh, actually, you know what's funny? On the, the PC version, I have the zombies... Uh, I think it's called Zombie Chronicles 1. You can get crazy mods on that, too. Right. We I play BO1 maps in Black Ops 3 uh, Zombies. So, That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Um, So, BO3, I'd say, is number three. Uh, Number two, I'm going to go with Cold War, because I don't really have a reason. It's just one I actually... I know a lot of people didn't really like it when it came out, but it was one that I enjoyed more. Like, it's one that I actually, like... Like, it was my main game for a while. Which I most other CODs usually were not. And then number one for me has to be Black Ops 2. Just because I played so much Black Ops 2. And I think 
the only problem with Black Ops 2 is I tried to play it recently, and now every lobby just has hackers. Yep. Yeah. Mm, it's bad. Yeah. Real bad. I can I can see in the near future, uh, BO2 remastered coming out. I would love that. That'd be amazing. Better graphics. I see a BO5 first. Really? Probably. I don't see them going backwards with the no, Black no, no, Ops. No. I don't think it's going to be its own release, though. I think it's going to be like how they did with uh, Modern Warfare uh, 2 Remastered. Or was it... Which... Yeah. Was it 2 that got... No, it yes, wasn't. It was, I don't think. I think it was just Modern Warfare. Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare. It got remastered, though. It wasn't the yeah. recent one, but it was yeah. like the actual first Modern Warfare got remastered so you could play it on like the newer consoles. And it was fun. I really loved it. Yeah, um, that was good. I can't... Yeah, that was very fun, honestly. That was a good game. Cold War is funny um, because I did not personally like it. I played a lot of it, and I'll say that, but I didn't love it. I played it because I was playing with friends, but like the sniping in it, I thought it was really broken. Not in yeah. like a broken, these guns are OP, but broken like it just was so different from past CODs. Right, most of them didn't one hit most of the time, right? Yeah, and going from Modern Warfare Remastered, Modern Warfare 2019, uh, guns, snipers, rolling into that the next year, it was like a tough switch. Two different, two different scenes. Yeah, I didn't. And I played uh, so many hours of Modern Warfare with Kyle. Like, yeah. it, I played so much of that, and I was really good with snipers. Him and I both got so good yeah, with snipers, we like to nasty. the point where we ran around with a sniper and a knife. Mm-hmm. And two throwing knives, and that was our thing. Car ninety eight, baby. I believe yeah. that might be the reason why I liked Cold War is because I didn't play a lot of Modern Warfare. Like I rarely played that game, so I it think it was good. Yeah, I I heard it was good. I, a lot of people have been saying it's like one of the best recent CODs, but I think since I had like that little break from Call of Duty and I didn't get to see what the gameplay was like in that game, uh, Cold War was just kind of like me going back to like the game I grew up on, Call of Duty. So, that yeah, was AX, AX50, Kyle. That was what I ran with all the yeah, time. That was good. Um, it just got slowed. A, yeah. But, like, I feel like you and I were both so good with that gun. Like, we were we, mm-hmm. we were able to rely on it. Like, close range, long range, whatever we needed, it, we were able to do do it. And then going from that to a completely different style, Um, the I think the main thing that threw me off was the ADS speed. Because, so, in Modern Warfare, the big, like, crazy gun was the HDR. Like, this thing's got an awful ADS speed. And then when we went into Cold War, the fastest ADS speed on a sniper was still slower than the HDR in Modern Warfare. Yeah, And so, going, going from a super fast ADS speed to the best ADS speed in this game is still worse than the worst ads speed in the previous game was a complete turnaround and it made it completely turned me off of that game yeah to keep a game alive you need sniping like call of duty doesn't even realize that for whatever reason i don't know why they don't because think about phase that's how phase got big was like yeah, trick right. shotting and quick scoping and then you roll into like these new cods and they i think the worst i think the reason it's so bad is because they're trying to make it realistic like real life you can't quick scope with a sniper yeah, or you they said, could just right. take aim assist off. That would solve the problem. Just take aim assist off snipers, 
make them a little faster. There you go. Skill gap. That is yeah. true as well. I think, I, think, I think snipers have to have fast ADS speed. Yeah, fast make... ADS, no aim assist. I like that. Yeah. I think the snipers is the reason why Black Ops 2 is my favorite Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Because that 100%. was that was the one when I got into quickscoping. Like, any Call of yeah. Duty I played before that, I never quickscoped, never even touched the snipers. But um, that's when I, like, became a big phase fan. And that's when I started, like, trying quickscoping. And I got so addicted to it. I was spending so many hours a day playing Black Ops 2 quickscoping. And I wasn't obviously wasn't that good at it. I was, like, 13 or something. But... Mm -hmm. Just and I don't. You can finish what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't think like I'll ever play Call of Duty where a gun will, like, I will like a gun as much as I love the ballista. Right. Ooh, it just felt so good. It did. You know what gun amazing. had really that good? Gun's elite. That's the top like three gun of Call of Duty history. Right. right. Uh, Bo three had good quick scoping too. Yeah, the Locust. Yeah, the I was really yeah. good. I was nasty with the locust, like to the point where I would. I remember there was a, there was this one time where there was these two kids who were trash talking me. I was like, "All right, then let's one v one," and they were like, "Yeah, we both want to one v one you." And I was like, "Okay, two v one," and I beat them like thirteen to three or something like that. Wow! Like I demolished them. Yeah. I was I I played so much of that game with sniping that I was really proficient with it. Like I was able to just snipe and. I feel like that BO3 was one of the last games where sniping was truly like elite, where you could that was with a sniper. no aim too. Yeah. Um, but so I think one of the reasons uh that that stuff like uh, Call of Duty in general is not it doesn't have the same feels as old Call of Duties is because of they're trying to make it realistic. Like BO2, you could black scope and do, like, we're doing trick shots, you're like insta swapping, and like half of the trick shots were stuff that weren't realistic, but they but made the trick shot look cool. Do you prefer the realistic game or the like uh, advanced warfare, infinite warfare, flying around and stuff? Well, I'm not, I'm not saying like realistic like that. I'm more just saying like not, not, I'm not saying futuristic. I'm saying realistic like mechanics that aren't possible in real life. I'm not okay. talking about like high tech stuff, yeah, futuristic yeah. stuff. Okay, I know. But know like, mean, yeah. and I'm I there's like a thin line where they, that it's it's hard to be perfection to make a game realistic enough where it's cool and fun to play and innovative, but also broken enough to make it fun to do these different things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's a hard line that Call of Duty goes over and back and forth between through the years. I feel like with Modern Warfare, they didn't do it with the guns as much. They did it with the movement mechanics. That was... That's why I love that game, is just because... Slide cancels and stuff? Yeah, slide canceling. When you, like, figure out how to... Because nobody knew how to slide cancel really off the start. I kind of, mm -hmm. like, was teaching people how to slide cancel, which was hilarious to think about. Because I would just... I would watch a lot of YouTubers and shit, and, like, professional Call of Duty players, and you watch them slide around a corner and just gun a kid. You're like, how is he doing that? And then, like, I'd have, like, somebody shooting at the top of a box. And I could literally, like, slide cancel behind the box and then, like, come over it and, like, still kill them. Even if they're mm -hmm. aiming and, like, shooting where I come up, it was just so broken. Like, I could see them and be shooting them before they even see my head pop over. They just made that game so abusable. Is the movement like that, like, anywhere, anywhere similar in Vanguard? 
No, they nerf the movement. It's the same kind of movement, but less fast. Uh, just nerfed Modern Warfare movement. That's how I immediately felt as soon as I played the game. That's how I described it. Nerfed Modern Warfare movement. Right. So what blows my mind about Modern Warfare is I've never seen a Call of Duty that goes off to a rockier start than that game to make such a comeback. Yeah. Do you remember the memes when you first when that game first came out? Where like you would walk, you'd walk out into like a road or whatever, and there's just gun fires coming from everywhere. No, I have no idea. You don't remember those? No. So the problem with that game off the start was the camping. There was no Call of Duty that had worse camping. And a lot of people I knew, like a weekend, they're like, I'm not touching this game again. This is awful. Because every every window there's just somebody posted up just chilling like, chilling in a window or chilling in a yeah. corner with a shotgun and i can't remember what they did to fix it. i know they nerfed shotguns like brainlessly like those shotguns were atrocious pretty soon because that game got so much hate for the camping like, it got to a point Vanguard? where no modern warfare oh modern warfare okay that that game was off to the rockiest start out of any call of duty i've seen Shotguns were really bad. Like, it was just... Shotguns are usually terrible. That's what Call of Duty needs to fix. Make shotguns secondaries so they're not just one-tap machines. It's ridiculous. Like, you just... You're close to a guy, he kills you no matter what. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even have yeah. to aim. Just point at you. Yeah, that... Ridiculous. It, was, it was crazy. And then the other problem was everybody's posted up in Windows with LMGs and ARs. And I can't remember how they fixed it. Um, But it was... It was it was crazy how they made such a comeback. They made Sniper Glint so really big, too. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that made the game really fun. Like, you didn't even have to peek to know that there's a sniper shining down the alley. I think Modern Warfare had the best snipers since BO3. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those were good snipers. BO3 probably had the best snipers since BO2. Yeah, I, uh, I, think recent, I can't even remember what came... What came in between BO2 and BO3? So BO2 went yeah. Ghosts, World Advanced War Warfare. No, BO3, or World War 2 was after BO3. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It went, BO4 it, was good, too. It went I BO2, BO4. and then I believe Ghosts, and then Advanced Warfare. And then I think they went right back into BO3. Yeah, that was BO3. Right. And then BO3 yeah. went to, was it Infinite Warfare? Modern. And then... BO3. Yes, Infinite Warfare and Modern Warfare Remastered were 2016. And then World BO, War Two was that. It went BO three, BO four, two. No, wait, was BO was Advanced Warfare before or after BO three? I'll just look warfare? this up real quick. Yeah, I I have it pulled up right now. Advanced yep. Warfare was twenty fourteen. So that uh, Black Ops two was twenty twelve. Ghost was twenty thirteen. Advanced Warfare was twenty fourteen. Black Ops three was twenty fifteen, and Infinite Warfare was twenty sixteen. Then it was what World War Two, BO four. Yeah, World War Two, BO four. Modern warfare, modern warfare, Cold War, Cold War, Vanguard. Damn, that is a lot of Call of Duties. Yeah, it's it, yeah, well, it's that's pretty impressive. About releasing every year. It's pretty impressive they get a new game out every year because most other game franchises don't do that. Yeah, but they're stopped. Thank God. After Modern Warfare Two, they're doing two years. They're waiting so, two years. To oh watch wow. The next game. That'll make yeah, so better, God, dude, and I wonder how that'll affect uh, Call of Duty League, like yeah, we're gonna have two years of Modern Warfare. It better be good. Yeah. Modern Warfare Two, I guess. Imagine, imagine if Modern Warfare Two isn't good. I feel like it's gonna be solid enough. 
I feel Hopefully. like that's the goal. It's a solid <laughs> enough for two years. Oh, and then Microsoft buying Call of Duty. That was huge. I didn't, I um, didn't know about that. So what I saw was they, they posted the other day on Instagram about their betas for pre-orders. And the first beta week is still PlayStation exclusive. It's Wait, hmm. Microsoft owns it and they're making it was PlayStation? PC exclusive? and PS4 get the beta at the same time. Oh, no, 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 you're right. It's PlayStation, then PC and PlayStation Xbox. exclusive and then PC and Xbox. Mm. And that is crazy because people were so pissed because they were like, finally, we won't have PlayStation exclusive beta where PlayStation players and streamers and content creators get a full week of a head start. So what I, I did some research on that to try to figure out why that was happening. And PlayStation still has a deal with Call of Duty. So it may have been like the next six years or the next five years, whatever. So this will be, I believe, the last Call of Duty that will have PlayStation exclusive beta. That's but it's, awesome. It's, it's got to be such a pain in the ass for Microsoft to sit there and be like, we still have to give this game to PlayStation, to Sony. Well, our own fans, our own paying customers are sitting there pissed at us. But think about how much Sony paid for that. They dropped a oh, bag for that. I guarantee lot. it. But Microsoft paid, what, $68 billion for Call of Duty? Wow. Who's that? Imagine being, like, a Sony owner, like a PlayStation owner right now. Like, you've got to be butthurt on all the news coming out. They're yeah, just falling no, behind. What no I think Halo. That, no what Call I think is going to be crazy, though, is for Xbox Game Pass. When you're going to be able to just hop on there and play BO2, BO3, Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare, yeah, World War II. that's going to be every insane. game just on game pass for free microsoft's taking over it's like bo3 is still selling on the xbox store for like 50 bucks really yeah. yeah every call of duty is still so expensive even on steam like black ops 2 is 50 or 60 dollars wow. so and then it also raises the question is when when a new cod drops are you just gonna be able to play it on game pass mm. Maybe for, for like a week, month, and then they'll get you hooked on it. Yeah, um, but that's I think that's gonna be, though. I think that's gonna be crazy because there's also PC Game Pass. You can buy Xbox Game Pass on the PC, and then PC players can be able to play all those old CODs, and all those PlayStation players are gonna be like, they're gonna be feeling left out quick. Yeah, when they can't play all the old CODs, and I'm sure there's gonna be Xbox exclusive stuff like an Xbox exclusive beta. And Xbox exclusive weapon skin and Xbox and you know yeah I can see them doing yeah. that and maybe deals for if you buy the game maybe it'll be cheaper if you're on Xbox or PC I don't know about that maybe so I just maybe. looked it up actually um every Call of Duty on Steam is still sixty dollars besides Black Ops One is forty dollars <laughs> it's crazy that is insane I I thought I didn't know I didn't know they'd keep it so high after i mean black ops one was what like almost 15 years ago yeah you can buy a pre-owned copy probably for like 10 15 bucks of any yeah. of them though yeah exactly yeah i mean like yeah, other games super cheap. other games that drop every year like i mean i don't know i don't really play many games like that that drop every year but like jack maybe you know how much is like madden 16 madden got... 16 you can buy it for like probably 15 20 bucks yeah, so why I don't know why Call of Duty does this, where they make every game well, so expensive because still. It's because each Call of Duty is so different. And They're in the league of their own, too. When you, no go, when you go into Madden, and you go to an old Madden, it's shit. Like, you're playing yeah. it, and you're like, 
This is awful. This game is broken. This game is stupid. And for the most part, um, Madden, unless you're playing like with a buddy on a random night, you're going to be playing either franchise or ultimate team. And with franchise, it's you're, you're playing with the players that are recent. And when you're playing Madden 16, there's players who have been retired for four years who are in that game. So okay. maybe there's a nostalgia factor, but for the most part, you want to be playing with... When you're playing franchise, you're, play, you're playing to like pretend that you're a GM, you're, you're an owner of a team, and you're picking out players and stuff, and it just doesn't feel right when you're playing with old players. And then also, Ultimate Team, a huge aspect of it is you're buying players like off an active auction house. Okay. And if you go back to Madden 16 and look at the auction house, there's probably no cards on it. You can't, you can't okay. increase your team. That's, yeah, I guess that does make sense, but. But yeah. like Call of okay. Duty, you can hop in. I mean, obviously with BO2, when you hop in, all it's just all hacker lobbies, but it's still the same zombies. It's still the same right. custom games with your buddies. I mean, but still, it's. 10 years ago that game came out and it's still $60 that's I mean it was $60 no I, I do not agree with that I'm not saying I agree with that right but I am saying that it is different from they're there it's different from Madden right okay but, yeah, yeah that I should guess be sports, like a $25 game yeah I agree I guess sports is a little different because those are changing every year as well but um, think about how many people that played BO2 have a different new console now <clears throat> and would rebuy it if it was cheaper like they would be making a lot more money I yeah. Oh, I would have bought it on Steam so long ago. Yeah, when... if it was 15, 20 bucks, I would cop that. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah. I don't know, I guess. Yeah, I think I think the discs are still probably the main buy point. Like, if somebody right, if somebody today said, I'm going to buy BO2, they're not going to go on and buy it for $60 for digital. They're going to run to GameStop, and they're going to buy it pre-owned for 10 or 20 bucks. But I guess also... Yeah. I guess also, if they're selling it for 60 bucks, they only need to sell one instead of four to make the same amount of money. Sure. So, I mean, I yeah. guess that is another factor. That's a scam, dude. It they're is a scam. How much, how much longer do you think they're going to be selling, like, physical copies of games? They probably don't even exist. The old CODs? Oh, wait, do you mean in no, general? No, like, new games coming and In out, general. Okay. I don't think it's going to be that much longer. I mean, I haven't bought a disc for a game in... Three, four years, maybe. Until consoles don't have disc slots, we're, we're going to see discs, probably. But Series S doesn't have a disc slot. The Series X true. does, though. X does, but you have to pay an extra three or two or 300 bucks to be able to have a disc slot and a little bit better performance. But Think about it, though, because the way discs work, Microsoft doesn't need to sell all their discs. They just need to sell like to the people directly. GameStop buys all their discs or whatever companies. They just right. buy all the discs for them. They don't need to actually sell the game. So mm -hmm. like, there's yeah, deals so. that way. So they're guaranteeing money with discs. That's why like... they like discs. It's hard copies that if they can get them out of their hands, they're okay with it. That's all they want. That is true. Yeah. So like I feel like uh, a digital copy is almost like um, <clears throat> you have the game no matter what forever. Mm -hmm. But like with a disc... You step on the disc because it was sitting on your floor. It breaks. Now you have to buy a new one. Or it gets scratched. You have to go buy a new one. Yeah, or you have a PC that doesn't have a disc slot. 
Mm -hmm. Never use your discs again. Yeah, and then another thing is, like, say the people who only buy digital, and for whatever reason, their house, a tornado or a house fire or something, they lose all their games, their entire library. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's not true, because I can sign into Steam on any computer and get all my games. Yeah, or your Xbox account, just download it on a new Xbox because you already own it. No, digitally. I'm saying if they only own disc copies. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm digital. saying the benefit of having all these digital games is you have them no matter what. Right, yeah. that's true. There's yeah. no risk because if, if if I've bought every game I've ever had in digital and something were to happen, I could lose thousand dollars. Yeah, hundred if at least hundreds of dollars in games that i have to rebuy and will never have again if i don't rebuy yeah and like i have elden ring on my pc i've played it two times but i'll always have it there if i ever Mm -hmm. have no game to play and i want to try something elden ring will always be one click away on my pc exactly i remember i had a friend i'm not gonna call names but he used to only want to buy digital or uh sorry disc because he liked having the physical copy to like put on a shelf, you know. Yeah, I know exactly. Grab it off the shelf. Wow, that's funny. And he would always, he when the, when the game started to die, he'd just go and sell it to GameStop, get a quick twenty bucks off it. And then it got to a point where like all of a sudden we go back, oh let's go play World War Two, and he'd be like, shit, let's go play yeah. Battlefield Five. He'd be like, shit, I sold that one too. So like now he only buys digital because he knows that. That twenty dollars that you're getting back from GameStop isn't worth being able to play it play a few whatever. years later with your friends. Yeah, I guess you're buying like a key to the game essentially. Like yeah, you're always gonna have it. But an, another thing key. is though with with disc, um, I believe it's like this. I haven't played Xbox in a while, but it doesn't take as much storage to download the game when you have it on disc, right? I'm not too sure. I think it does. But it's it? weird the way it downloads. I think you don't okay. need Wi-Fi to install the disk. So in oh, the future... Okay. It has to, like, spin and, like, download yeah. data off of it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know I think, <laughs> I think in the future, soon future, near future, I think the only thing we'll be seeing is, like, collector's edition, where it's in, like, a special tin, and you're buying the game because it's, like, a collectible, rather than, I have this disk copy of the game that's completely pointless and a complete, um risk to have right because if you're spending 60 dollars on the game and it breaks and it, you're gonna have to go buy the 60 dollar game again yeah another thing to think about with this disappearing is when i used to buy discs it wasn't i was buying black ops 2 copy i was buying even if i was buying black ops 2 i didn't have internet available at my house so like i had to there was no digital copy you that had was to, that was the use of disc so now that you have a digital copy, everybody has, as the Wi-Fi is like extending across the entire planet with Starlink mm-hmm. and everything going on, internet's becoming very accessible to every single human across the planet. Why even buy a disc? It's, it's right. definitely going to change for sure. Yeah, that was a huge thing because like when you're playing on an Xbox 360 and you just want to play the campaign and zombies for BO2, you couldn't hop onto the online store to buy it and download it because you, you're not playing with internet. That was like the main point of disc was you're buying it in a disc and it can download off the disc. Yeah, you didn't even need to download games. Remember, you could just pop it in and play. Yeah, <laughs> back on like the 360. 
Yeah, like what the fuck? Now we gotta yeah. get a disc and download it. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that was super and updated. Like, oh great. So then, does I wonder how GameStop plays out? Because GameStop, I feel like they're selling. That's what they. That's a huge thing. Is they sell like discs. Games, yeah. And what they're, I think they're starting to really push into is um, like controllers. My mice, keyboard, mics, headsets, right. peripherals, and also like uh, uh, collectibles. Yeah, collectibles. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Like I buy. Like all they my have Funkos. a huge, huge wall of Funkos there, and they've got a huge wall of Pokemon cards and Magic the Gathering cards and those. Right. Um, but they also, I feel like they didn't used to, but they have a huge wall of PC stuff now. Key, all sorts of keyboards, mice, mics. Right. I feel like that wasn't as common. And they're also like Xbox controllers. They got 10 different colors of those. And they also, that's where you, you buy the consoles too. Mm -hmm. If you play console. Oh my gosh, yeah. I sat outside GameStop for 13 hours overnight yeah, the... when the Series X came out. Yeah. You're ridiculous, dude. Dude, I so I got a text from one of my buddies who was like, yo, I'm at here and there's four people in line right now. And I, you, I can almost guarantee you one if it comes right now. And this is Thanksgiving night, the night before Black Friday. It's like 8 p.m., 7 p.m. And it's already like 41 degrees out. And I'm like, shit, this is going to be a long night if I go do this. So I text a few of my other buddies, and I'm like, let's go right now. Let's get in line and just see if we can make it. And if it's too much, then we'll just head home. We got there, and we were like, I think I was ninth in line at that point. Because was, was like 45 minutes after I got the call. I'm sitting around people, and it, the temperature just keeps dropping. But we, everybody was super nice about it. Like, if you start to get too cold, you can run to your car and heat up for a minute. And your spot, they'll, they'll all recognize that that's your spot. That's so, nice. so I'm sitting behind, like, a family that's, like, a mom, a dad, and their son. And they're waiting it out. And as the time goes on, it just keeps getting colder. I took a nap for, like, a half hour in my car. And with the heat on and I left one of my lights on so now my car is dead oh wake uh, up my, my car is dead so I'm like really realizing how long of a night this is gonna be go back sit down for a while um so it gets to the point where we're heading towards opening time and we had one guy there who uh worked at a GameStop like two years prior and he's like hey I have an app where I can check and see the project the predicted amount of consoles they're gonna head to each place he was like so right here it's looking at like we're gonna have about six of each so then what we start doing is like and he goes this isn't accurate they will most likely have more than this number probably by two or three each because of um stuff that they got in stock last night right so what we're doing is we're all like trying to figure out like yo first in line how much how much are you how much or what what console are you getting second in line what console <laughs> are you getting so we're all like okay I'm the last person who's be able to get a Series X. And this guy's like, I'm the guy ahead of me. He's like, I'm the last guy who's going to be able to get a PlayStation 5. It comes to opening time. They have one PlayStation 5 and six Xboxes. And it was supposed to be six My and six. God. So yeah. what happens is everybody realizes, okay, I'm the people who are there for a PlayStation, they weren't planning on getting an Xbox. They're still like, I'm still going to buy an Xbox because I can resell this thing for eight to $900. Right. That was a big thing with these consoles. So, I'm sitting there in ninth place, like, well, 
I'm out of luck. And I ended up, oh, I, I, I do want to touch on this. When I was in line, I, w- I had been sitting in the same spot for three hours after my nap. Same people behind me, same people ahead of me. And the guy behind me in Austin Cash looks at me and goes, since when were you in that spot? When we realized that the consoles were lower. I look at him and I go, oh. what are you talking about? <laughs> Bro. He's like, it's like, I don't remember you being ahead of me. And I'm like, we have both been here since 7 p.m. last night. It's like 6, 7 a.m. right now. Like, I have been three ahead, two ahead of you looking at you for the past 12 hours and you're questioning me now when the doors open when you when you're starting to realize that you might not get a console and i was like there's no way i look at the family ahead of me i'm like you guys can back me i've been talking to you guys since 4 a.m or since 3 a.m and they're like yeah he's been right behind us since we got here and this guy was like huh i don't know about that but did you got it you got to get a console so so what happens is the first seven people all got their consoles and one of my buddies who the guy who initially texted me about it um he was second in line so he was planning on getting a ps5 he thought he for sure had it he ended up only being able to get an xbox because the first person in line got their playstation and as i was heading home defeated I grabbed a coffee just going home sad he shoots me a text and says i will meet you at your house right now with this xbox for 700 dollars and it was, and I was what, like, 500 okay, store? okay, so I'm gonna have to put it was 500 retail. Okay. So, what I'm thinking That's is, <laughs> I'm gonna have if I'm if I'm gonna buy one of these online, right? I'm gonna have to put probably 10 to 20 hours sitting in waiting lines trying to get right. to the top of these lines, waiting for drops. That's 200 dollars of my time alone. And then, if I also if I buy it online, I'm gonna have to pay 60 70 dollars. For shipping and tax combined, right. So I was in there like this. This is worth it, right. So my parents were like planning on helping me get it. Like they were gonna pay for it for Christmas. So I put like a couple, three, two, three hundred bucks towards it, and my parents paid the rest for Christmas, and I got it right then and there. Wow, that's solid. Interesting. But what was what was funny about that night was there would be people who would drive through and say. How much I gotta pay you for first spot? They'd pull up to the GameStop and ask the person in the front out their window, how much do I have to pay you right now to let me sit in your spot first place to be able to get a console? And the dude in the the front was like, I've been here. The dude in the front had been sitting there since two days prior. He had been sitting in that parking lot because he didn't want to lose his first place. No it's like way. he missed he missed Thanksgiving with his family because this is Thanksgiving night. He missed Thanksgiving with his family. <laughs> He's been sitting out in the thirty ranging from thirty degrees up to like forty eight degrees midday. He had just been sitting there going through it. And the dude goes, two thousand dollars. And the guy in the car was like the guy in the car was like, No way, why why would I ever pay that? And he's like it's like, cause I've been here for the past two, three days, whatever it was. It's like, I've been here forever. And the guy's like, fuck that, fuck you. It drove off. But oh there was like multiple goodness, people who would go dude. through and be like, how much money I got to pay you? What do I got to do to get that first place, that second place, that third yeah. place spot? And it was, it was super funny because those interactions would always end with the person driving off, swearing, pissed that they weren't able to get that spot. 
Yeah, I would have said two to three grand too. That's yeah, the same for shit. sure. Like if, you, if you want to buy this spot, two three grand. I will yeah, walk away right now. It's, it's not only like oh, it's a five hundred dollar console, and then I'm gonna be able to buy it retail for eight hundred. It's like I've put way too much time into this. Right. And especially for PS5s, like there was people in January, February who still weren't able to get PS5s. So like it's yeah. not even the it's not even the concept of like money or anything like that. It's or even time spent. It's I'm if I give up my spot right now. I may not get one for six months. Yeah. Yeah. I, was it like that with the 360 and the PS3 or? or uh, it was similar, but it wasn't as um. They weren't as hard to get. So like, the, if there's a uh, hundred people in line, most of the time those hundred people would all get one. Okay. Interesting. So there was there was people who would wait for a day, but it would be like. They they know they'll get one no matter what. Yeah. Take your stocked heavy. And uh, Halo was actually played on the Series X for some LAN tournaments, which was very interesting. Instead of really? PCs, they were playing on Xbox Series Xs, and which also made the game a little different, because on PC, you just have a normal crosshair, but on Xbox, if you hover over somebody, your crosshair turns red, so you kind of have like a... Advantage. It's like a flashing light, like, Halo. shoot. <laughs> like, Halo, I, I don't know. hated, I hated that game. Just bad at it. I'm nasty at Halo. Saying. That's why I liked it, dude. Because I, I was just are you talking about no Halo Infinite? Yeah. yeah. I was no, my problem with the game, game. was the, the, the time to kill was way too long. Oh, I remember playing with you actually. If, if, and you if hated you turn it. if you turn a corner and there's two people, all it takes is two people. There is a zero, literally a zero percent chance that you come out with a kill. I just feel like you just gotta get better, honestly. Like, <laughs> But when I think no. about Halo, I just think online. about like nading kids, like bobbing, weaving back and forth, and just ripping kids' heads off and getting like triple kills. That's what I think of when I think of well, Halo. I I, I think recognize that I like in in game. No, it's not dying fast. It's dying slow. Two, if two people are shooting at you and you're in a corridor, you're gonna die. You're not gonna, gonna be able to the get the time kill. to kill is too long to be able to kill. I was also playing Onyx rank, which is like the highest rank of Halo. I was also that. Like shooter games are my shit. I can just hit the top ranks like it's nothing. Yeah, I mean, wow. I think it's more the play style of Halo that I didn't like. It's just not my thing. Like I wasn't. I will admit, I sucked at that game because it's not my play style. I kind of you have you have to roll with like a squad three four deep to be able to control a map. Right. And like in Call of Duty, I'm I'm a solo fragger. Like I'll go through and try to get as many kills as I can off the start. I'm not the person who's gonna sit there with my team and slowly move through the map and gain control. Because like in that game, if you break off from your team and you run into two of them, you're dead. Nine nine out of ten times. That uh, power weapon spawns are huge because then you're not fighting. It's, you're not fighting like. BR to BR, you're fighting Mangler BR, which is a whole different mm -hmm. fight. Like, yeah, no, but those power weapons, you could, you could get, you could kill two guys if they came up on you. Yeah, just get a little map control, hold them off, and mm -hmm. then just get power weapons, and just, yeah, it's just slow it down. Yeah, no, I, I that was, Halo. every time was we talk about a good game that I like, game. I just want to fucking load it up right now. Right, yeah, my same. least favorite games I've played in a long time. <laughs> did you, this was you not ever, my game. Jack, did you ever play the Halos before that one? Uh, a little bit, not a lot. Because I think one of the main reasons I liked it is because I've played every Halo. Oh yeah, since I'm sure. Halo, two. I've never played, played any Halo competitively or taken it seriously well, until Halo Infinite. I, I think it's unfair for me to say. But... I think it's unfair for me to say like it's a bad game. It's just not my style. I don't like it personally. Right. 
Right, that's fair. It does get boring. Very, very repetitive. Not many maps. Yeah. They it were is. super slow with content, too. It is. Forge is coming out. That's what I was going to say earlier. Forge is coming out, and people are making... So there's, like, a way to, like, get access. You're not supposed to be able to, but people are getting into Forge already and making shit, which is awesome, because it looks so good. People are, like, making BO3 maps. It's, uh, you can, like, custom, you can, like, make maps and stuff in uh, Forge mode in Halo. It kind of looks like you're building a video game, honestly. The way it works, I can't wait to get on my, I'm building so much shit, I cannot wait. I'm going to build some of the best game modes and maps. That'll I'm going to be, be going so sure. hard. Yeah, Forage. My, I loved Forage on Halo Reach especially. especially. That was like my yeah. biggest one. Yeah. All like the custom game modes people made and you could download and play with your friends. Yeah, the mini games were the best part about Halo Reach. Yeah, 100%. Undefeated. All right. Um, I think that's a good spot to end for today. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, I'll uh, link... Jake or Kyle's Twitch in the description. Make sure to check him out if you want to see him playing some games. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for watching. Peace out, guys. Um.